Yo, this your boy Miguel Hampton, aka Gelly Gel. This is Demond, aka Demond Does. What's up, everybody? My name is Damon. Train here in the building. Welcome to Common Conversations with the Odd Fellas. Start it up. No topic is off the table. Superman don't go nowhere without his cape. We came together to cry, laugh, agree, and to disagree. So let's go. What it do? Welcome to Common Conversations. Holla at your boy Gallagher. We ready to rock it out. This is us recording our podcast. We're about to get this joint started. We welcome everybody who's coming onto the live to watch us be silly, have fun, and just converse. This is Common Conversations with y'all fellas. To the right of me, I got my main man with the super Batman shirt on. <laughs> D, what it do? Oh my gosh, I hate when you call me D. My name is Demond, my ed- and this is Demond from Demond Does, a.k.a. the DeMondalorian. And uh, my, uh, matter of fact, a uh, new episode Demond dropped today on uh, C- COVID Conversation. You like that, didn't you? You go ahead and say it. Demond go ahead and say DeLorean. it. Go ahead and say it. Say it. You know you loved it. You loved it. You're in your... In your nerdy little there. heart, you know you love it. In, in the words of my friend Trainier, you got to relax. <laughs> Wrong again. <so. laughs> we, we excited, as y'all can tell. Hopefully y'all hang out with us and be excited, too, because we're going to talk about the things we talk about. What it do, the chef? What's up, the man? Ghost, Step into the, the kitchen. Shadow. Are you hungry? Uh, did you feed us? Well, you did me. Appreciate you, brother. You brought me no, the, no, no, the, no, the no, onion no. rings. What's going on? We ain't going to say where they came from. And we boycotting people soon. Hopefully you know, they don't hit the list. I know that. Ain't that the truth? Everything's going good, man. It's been you know, an interesting week. Had some challenges, things I had to process and work through. But I'm here. We here. All right. Well, here's better than there. Ain't Wherever the there truth. is. And the man with the master plan. What you? What you? He got a he got an airplane American flag hat on. I don't understand. What is that? That's first off is Jay Z's brand, Rock Nation. Oh, okay. And, and the reason it looks like this is he said when he was a kid he never thought he'd ever ride on a or fly on an airplane, so he would make paper planes. Oh, let that breathe. Let that breathe. Let's go. But anyway, it's uh, you know. Trainer in the building, aka Trey. You know, Superman don't the go nowhere without his cape. I love it. He ain't gonna let you say it no you more. Know, yeah. I love it. Are you kidding me? I'd say it for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. You far too kind. I love oh, it. Hold on. So, for all the bachelorettes out there, say that again for Superman. What? Don't go nowhere without his cape. Man, always strapped and ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> you dig? Yes, sir. <laughs> and it's your boy, Gelly Gel. I'm whoever you want me to be when you want me to be. And today, let that breathe. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the podcast, man. We 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 gonna talk about a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just a, a raw, untapped, unprepared conversation from the odd fellas, because that's what we do best. We throw a topic in the air and we just we we converse about it. So, um, if you're watching us on the Facebook, we appreciate you hang out. We and share a bit with us. Um, shoot the comments. Hello, everybody. Hello, uh, hello, my hello, man, hello. Uncle, Uncle hello. Yano. What's going on? Um, what's it do? What's it do? So what up though? If you've been in with us, this is this is our couple episodes in, and how we start our episodes out is with a quick question from the gallery. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, you know, I was uh, you know, fumbling through the questions. Let's go. And I thought that these two questions today would fit perfectly. And so the first question, and we'll go around the room like right. we always do. Go around. Um the prosy. 
If money was not an issue, how would you spend your time? If money was not an issue, how would I spend my time? Yes. That's a beautiful thing. I'm going to let y'all jump off. Go ahead, Shadow. Let the chef lead the way. I'm a follower today because great leaders sometimes know how to follow. Amen. Well, I would spend my time uh, creating recipes, cooking in my own restaurant, spending as much possible time as I could with my family, blessing a few people, creating an entity that can help elevate and teach and educate people in a variety of things so as to so that they can better their own lives okay i like it i like it the mind what it do man what i would do with my time to be productive to be productive to give back to the world because that's totally different the family thing obviously would be for me and to teach them uh is a lot something very similar to what i'm doing now i really enjoy doing interviews i really enjoy doing podcasts um i started taping on a third one but i'm but that's a secret project for now um and and i really like i really have enjoyed uh doing podcasts and hanging out with you guys and uh, and just uh hanging out with different people i'd probably figure out i would probably do this full time and take tote the kids with me teach them how and give them give them yet another skill and um, have them, you know, learn how to network and talk to people so they can be as successful as they want to be doing whatever they want to do. Right, so, right. Raise my yeah. kids. And wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, I'm not oh, done. Okay, he ain't go done. Ahead. He said he my got bad. a laundry and also, list. And also, I would hire a babysitter at least once a week so I can chase my wife around naked around the house. You would yeah. hire a babysitter so you could chase your wife butt naked around the house i really should have thought that through right. <laughs> y'all look at me i was like why did why are they looking at me like that yo more <laughs> now people, i know why <laughs> more people need to get babysitters so they can chase their right. wives around the house you know what i mean <laughs> i think they just found out why we're called the odd fellas <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know. you're but welcome I, but i hear you <laughs> you're welcome uh miguel Yo, what, what, if money was no object, how would I spend my no, time? No, 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 no. What would I no, no. do? What, what's that? What's that? What's that if MP? money was not an issue, an issue, not an issue. How would issue. you spend your time? Money is not an issue now, so I spend my time doing the things that I want to do. So I probably be, I would be a bigger advocate. I'd be out in the streets more, helping people learn, fight, yeah, recreate, rebuild, restructure. Um, I still be a photographer. I still probably create to be a serial entrepreneur. Um, I sit in a room with a bunch of fellas and wear a mask that says I can't breathe. That that's what I, money, you know, money ain't an issue. Money ain't an issue anyway, right? I mean, if we really think about it, money's not the issue. How we use money, how we perceive money is the issue. What we do with money is the issue. I mean, time, time is the most valuable thing we have. Not money. You done start teaching. Go ahead. Boy, bro. that started early. Yeah, yeah. You done got <laughs> into it. So you asking me what I would do if money is not an issue. Money ain't go. the issue. So what you saying is you would just do more of the same. I do more of the same. So if you out here, if you out here breathing like I got money, I need money, I need money, I need money to do a damn thing. Well, you you seeing it wrong. My opinion. Right, right, right. I reserves the right to be wrong, but you know. Money ain't the issue, but I love the question. Let's go. Okay. What's the next one? Let's get. Let's get. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a scale well, back. Well, hold on. Let me, can I let answer the question? No, no, no. I, I be gotta, you. I gotta answer the we question. Need you to be oh you. yeah, trainering. Thank you. You're if, far too kind. Oh well, you know. So gotta if, let the G talk. If if um, money was not an issue, and for the sake of the question, I agree with Miguel. But for the sake of the question, um, if money was not an issue, um, 
I would spend, um, you know, more time with my closest friends. I got two of my aces that live in Atlanta, so I'd make sure that, you know, I'd see them more. Um, I would definitely uh, heavily still be involved in coaching football. Uh, that means something to me. I like being out there with the boys and things of that nature. So I would continue to do that. Uh, I definitely would continue to grow and develop personally so that I can, you know, help others uh, do the same or uh, at, at some point, you know, add value to other people. I would still do those things. And then um, I would definitely still serve the Lord and, 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 and um, you know, try to, um, you know, help in my church and things of that nature. Uh, that would be, you know, um, I said that when I got back in the church, I was away from the church for a little while. I said when I got back into the church that I didn't want to be indignant when I got back in. And so, uh, of course, uh, that's something that's extremely important to me. So I would definitely still serve in the church. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, you know, just continue to, you know, um, get better and, and, and develop businesses and, and, and rock with some cool, amazing, awesome guys and uh, travel a little bit. Where would you go? Um, well, I've never been to New York, and I'm fascinated with New York, so I'd go to New York in the summertime, just to be clear. We need to make that trip soon. We can do that right now. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we, we had this talk last week Let's about go. Miguel. Um, I would also – I've never been to Vegas, so I'd go to Vegas and uh, I hate Vegas, but I'll go with you. Let's go. We go next week. Okay. You see, it's Miguel. It's a drive away. Uh, and um, I think that, uh, I don't know, I, I've heard some excellent things about Houston. Texas? Yes. It's hot as shit in the summer. You could boil the devil and he'd still be standing. Hey, man, we, man, hey well, listen, you know, I, I like the heat. I don't want no part of that heat. I, I, I'd rather go to Africa and feel that kind of heat. I don't, I don't like the cold. All right, but we can go to Houston. I ain't driving to Texas no more, brother. Well, we can fly. Yeah, that's a horrible drive. Like that's a long. Texas is big. That's like driving to eight countries. Exactly. Still going nowhere. Exactly. But we can go. Let's go. And Not I next week though. And I no, I wouldn't mind going to L.A. too, just to see um, Nipsey's. You know, you shop. going to L.A. right now though. No, but I'm just Not saying. Not even next week. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> but I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Nipsey's. You know, shop in his area. And yeah, things that would that. be dope. That'd be dope to me. I got some yes, people down there. I can call them and tell them we coming. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Real talk. Who's yeah, real Nipsey? talk. Let's roll. Nipsey Hustle? Yeah, Nipsey Hustle. Oh, you don't know who Nip- You got a Nipsey song, brother? That we can legally Nipsey play? Hustle, no. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I do. Well, we, you know, we, we can't can, legally we, play we, it. We can give him 30 seconds. We can't legally play it. We can't. Got, we, we can't legally play this um, vibration right. that's going through our eardrums. I hope y'all ain't listening to that. All right, so Nipsey Hussle, just one of the greatest hip-hop artists out there. We got, um, unfortunately, died, um, was shot, what, earlier? Was it late last year? Yep. Um, and uh, But it just a, a brilliant a brilliant artist, great entrepreneur, uh, community leader, just a, was a, all around really great guy. So we're going to have to get you some Nipsey Hustle tracks. Yeah. I got a hoodie with Nipsey on it. Just he, fire. He got a fire one on his yeah, last. Man. <laughs> all right. But, Let's yeah, go. so I would want to see his shop because he was very much uh, into uplifting and building his community out there in L.A. and uplifting his people and, and, and providing hope, education. Uh, I think he had um, some program going on for inner city, you know, uh, the people that where he grew up at uh, doing coding. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, yeah, he, had, yeah. He, had, he had an incubator for kids. Yeah. For the, for the youth. Yeah, yeah, he was doing some big some big boy stuff. He wasn't doing no small time stuff. And uh, unfortunately. He, he was using his platform. You absolutely. Know, Real talk. Absolutely. Shout so, out to Nipsey. Rest, in, rest peace. in peace. Rest in peace. What's the next question? Next question. Next question. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. This is a good one. Is it? Yes. What challenge? What challenge do you want to overcome? What challenge? Hmm. The mind. Let's go. You look like you challenged right now. <laughs> the podcast people in the world can't see you, but I can. <laughs> if you're watching on the live, they see you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the challenge? What's the challenge? Getting a hold of my emotions recognizing that they're there and then I experience them but it's not but not becoming encompassed by them there's been a lot going on as everybody knows and it it there there are aspects in, in my personal life that made it even worse and um it's just been trying so that would be it all right shoot fair Miguel what a challenge your turn it's your turn my challenges. Which, yes, what challenge? What, 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 what challenge? challenge? Can, so challenge? it can be a broad challenge. Oh man, you know, I would, I would hope that um, the challenge I would like to overcome would be systemic racism. For like I'm at a pageant. What? Okay. You know what I mean? I would like to reset the government, turn this shit inside out, and make sure that there was equality on the other side. That's the challenge. I, I want to see that black men and women. Black and brown people uh, stop being gunned down in the street by police officers. That's the challenge. I want to see new laws that are equitable and and, and justice um, or, or just, excuse me, um, that that challenge. I want to see economic stability amongst black people. I want to see black businesses grow, you know, beyond. Matter of fact, if we if we, the challenge, man, it, there's so many challenges and I think they all go together, um, you know. I want to I want to see black people thrive in this country. You know, I want to see black people sit with their white brothers and sisters and we all sit and kick it and smoke weed. If you smoke weed, drink, if you drink, make money together, if money is important, barbecue and eat ribs um, and do the damn thing. Like I want I want harmony and peace like on some real shit. So I my bad. I'm with you on a big picture. I can't breathe. I'm with you. One hundred percent. However, I'm talking about something specifically to you, isolated to you individually as the person Miguel. I, Man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to hijack your, your, your oh, question. Oh, you want to hijack my answer? <laughs> Let's go. I can't breathe. Don't let him off the hook. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not letting him off the hook, but I don't, I don't think any of that, any of, anything he just got through saying was not personal to him as a black man well, no, in America. I, but Don't I'm talking let about him off the hook. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm not letting can him I, off the can hook. Can I quarterback this, please? Oh, Thank my, you. My apologies, sir. Thank you. I'm talking about something specifically. What is, I understand on a big picture, that's your challenge, and I agree with you. I'm with you there. However, I'm talking about something specifically that only deals with Miguel. All right. So, challenge, opportunity, um, specifically Miguel. Yes. I, you know what? I didn't want to, but now I want to. I want to put my business in a position where it is financially stable to the point where I can hire people that look like me on a data basis, teach them to be able to build their own, That's right. grow their own, and that we can walk around in southern Indiana and say that we have black 
enterprises that do not necessarily need white dollars to thrive. That's personal and very specific to Miguel. Okay. okay. Y'all can help that happen too. Okay. Let's go. So, Damon. I can't breathe. What? I'm taking his damn mask off. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, what challenge do you want to overcome? Let's go. Um, I think for me, the, the challenge that I want to overcome is the unconscious apathy to or to the plight of black people in this country. I think because certain things haven't happened to me, a, a level of apathy has seeped in to my, to my consciousness, to my awareness, to what is happening to other people. And when there's a, a situation that brings it to the forefront, then you know I'm I'm more apt to be conscious or conscientious what's going on around me and that's a challenge that i that in and where we are today i have recognized and identified within myself so y'all gotta, y'all gotta see so, training his face so, right you, now. so you know i'm about I, to do the same I, thing I, to I, you right I wish y'all, y'all, gotta, y'all, gotta, y'all gotta see training his face right now he, so, he look like look i'm so, like you gonna use the word <laughs> so you know i'm about to do the exact same thing to you right and this is personal to me. Uh, listen, Miguel, no, I understand on a big scale. No, I'm not, I know I'm not talking. Ta- I'm not but talk- I'm talking about like a challenge. I, I understand you what you're be. saying. Let, let me let me address that. Miguel and I had a conversation where, in that conversation, I said I list several things that did not happen to me personally, and what I realized about myself is because certain racial things didn't happen to me. That my attentiveness, my awareness, my conscious, me being conscientious about racial tension in this country was very, very minimal. That's for for me personally, that's a challenge. And that's the best answer I have for you. Hey, we talking about that life. You could have said. I could have said uh, any other thing. (laughs) You could have said getting over learning how to make, you know, whoop-de-whoop-de-woo. With the with the with the Swedish meatball, you know, like, but okay, this is what we this is what we doing. It's his answer. It is. This it is. is my, but but this is okay. my challenge. This is how we gonna do this. I mean, that's that's where we at, right? I mean, you know, we the, the game. So those of y'all listening to this is common conversations with the odd fellas. And, and the rule is that when we bring the conversation to the table, one, it's unscripted and two, it's authentic. Right. And so we bring it how we bring it. And so when we challenge one another, that that is welcome. So trainer get them. This, this is not what I was looking and, and for. Trainer was okay. looking for something specific. I'm, I'm just saying a challenge for me that I would like to overcome is. When I think of doing uh, new things, new ventures, sticking my hand in a new pot, yeah, there's always a hint of doubt in the back of my mind. All right. And that's a challenge for me. And so I continuously have to uh, really, to be honest, that's, that's a part of the reason why I read, because it helps me to get those negative thoughts out of my mind, those doubts out of my mind and push forward. And so that's a personal challenge for me. Do you do you move beyond the doubts? Oh, absolutely. Because I, I, again, I, I I've learned over time that I'm not gonna let it freeze me. Got you. Let's go. You know, I, I definitely am not gonna. I'm gonna pull the trigger. We are gonna go. You know what I'm saying? But I do have those. You know, for you know, a brief period of time, those doubts, and so that's why I always got to keep something positive in my face, in my ears, in my eyesight, uh, in my company. 
So where do you where do you think the doubts come from? Like, give me give me an idea. You say I'm gonna get into this business um, X Y Z, and then all of a sudden this thing kicks in. I think I think part of it is you've never done it before. Okay. Okay. And so I think that's the natural you know thing that you know. Oh, I've never done this. This is new. You know, so on and so forth. And so um, I think that's a part of the doubt. And then I think maybe not accomplishing anything big on a big scale yet. Okay. Life. What, define so, big. What's the, what's the big scale? Like, you, you've so, accomplished a lot. Yeah, I have. But again, big for me, what I mean by that is, let's say that I told y'all my when I was in college that I wanted to be a sports agent, right? Yeah. And let's say so I become a sports agent and I negotiate a $100 million contract. That, to me, is a big deal. All right. Let's go. We'll talk. A good client of mine some years back, pulled me in our office before they they downsized quite a bit and uh, I'll never forget this she she looked me in my face and she said you know young man you're brilliant you get with the right people and they're gonna make you a millionaire she said I'm not that person Dang. but I want you to know that when you get with the right people they're gonna make you a millionaire and That's I said right. all right cool right. so you know uh trainer said he's the agent the mostest sports agent hey, hey. Broaden your horizon. You know. Hey, life is bigger than sports, and life is a sport. Yeah, but you know sports is What's like, up? I can hit people. Like, it's everything to me. All right, let's so, go. So, know. I got to get in the sports arena. So, yeah, I need to start what I got to do. Esports? I play video games. You do? There I'm is. not into video games anymore. But it's a sport. Is it? It is. It is considered a sport. It is a competitive sport. And it draws more money than the than the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Let's it's, go. It's big. It's big. Huge. Sometimes I'm in politics. Demond, are, are you really going to hey, do hey, this? Hey, hey, hey. I yeah, thought you was, I thought you was on my side tonight. Let's go. Sometimes I'm, I'm in politics. To, that's I'm a trying sport. trying to help you out. Who? Sometimes I'm in politics. That's a sport. That's true. Yeah, that's, that, is a, yeah, that is a sport. Okay. That's true. Real talk. So this is what we're doing tonight. This is what we're doing tonight. Let's go. Under okay. pressure. You know, you know no, what, I'm though, not under you, pressure. You, but you know something. That's because you clutch. Thank you. There is something I would like to do, and I haven't done it yet. Okay. I would like to train so that I can do a minor league shooting tournament to see if mean? I Definitely. so to see if I could get skilled enough to get into a major competitive shooting no, competitive like, shooting okay I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that I've, I've I've thought about it and it's something I've played with you know but like photography you yeah. know yeah, yeah, gun, yeah. the the gun competition is expensive them guns boy them handguns be like Fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars. Hey, I can coach you. Yeah, you, know, you gonna coach? Like, hey, you know, I, everybody need a good coach. Exactly. Real so, talk. You know that million dollars. Exactly. I'm just saying. Let's go. When I think about generational wealth, I think about a couple of different things. I think about leaving something for your kids and your kids' kids and their kids that we can carry on and. You know, if, if, you know, Lord willing, your family is 25 generations down the road, right? 25 generations from where you started, they can look back and say, hey, this thing started with Miguel Hampton or Trainier or Damon or Damon. Like your family can look back, whether, whether it's finances, whether it's a certain practice, whether it's just having an independent mindset. And so I think about that. And I, I also think about wealth, um, generational wealth. I think about the things that we're instilling 
and the ones that come behind us? What are you instilling in the ones that come behind us? Are we just giving them some hogwash that you can't do nothing with? Or are you really adding value and allowing them to grow and get better as they move forward in life? And so that's what I think about when I think about generational wealth. How do you achieve, man? How do you achieve generational wealth? From I mean, your thoughts. I think I think first you have to be you have to educate yourself. You have to learn. You have to study. You have to get around the people uh, that know and are educated about that topic, about how to achieve it. Who who know how to you know accumulate or even at least heading down that direction. True story. And from there, I, I believe you can start to achieve some great things. But all in all, it starts with having the mindset or, or working towards getting that mindset and really being truly honest with yourself and saying, hey, I do want to leave something for the generations that come behind me. I hear this saying about money don't grow on trees, money don't, and you know, we talking about wealth now, money don't grow on trees, money don't grow on trees. I hear that saying, and to me, that's a saying that it doesn't attract finances. Like, I want to keep positive energy. I want to attract good energy. I want to attract great things. I want to attract finances, right? But I can't, I can't attract finances if I have a poverty mindset. All right. I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Christian Boer. He raised the question. He says, does generational wealth have to be money? No. We got to define what wealth is. Again, I think it's also, uh, I think it's health. I think it's what you instill in people. And so, I think so it's education. Yes. And, so, then, and then finances too. So wealth, education, and finances. Yeah. Right. But we're forgetting real estate. Well, that generates finances. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? Like, how many do we, you know, so here's a, what was this question? This question is, does does generational wealth have to be money? And then I have another one of my friends, Vivian, she said, planning, thinking ahead, but that is difficult to do if all you see are obstacles. Planning, thinking ahead, and it's hard to do when all you see is obstacles. So that's a, that's a very good point. Um, And y'all know, uh, through a few weeks, of some of the things that I've said um, in our, on our podcast here is that the challenges, the obstacles, the uphill battle, it's it's not meant to destroy you. It's meant to develop you. And when I say develop you, I mean when you finally do reach that top, reach that point where you have accomplished the things and, and, and created that that generational wealth platform, now you are the person that is equipped to handle it, that is equipped to, you know, move forward in that space. I know this guy. Go ahead, man. Y'all, I, don't, I don't know why I'm the only one talking. I mean, you good. I'm, I'm just getting the flow. I told you I was in a headspace, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to calculate and yeah, move yeah, yeah. and shake with you. But, but I'm with you on the wealth piece, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, does wealth equate to money? Yes, right? Money is something that of a value. So the reality of it is if money disappears, cash money, that coin, that thing that we talk about that we transaction in the bank, right, which we automatically almost do anyway, um, if it disappeared tomorrow, wealth would still exist, right? So money, so wealth, money is, a, is, a, is, a, is an asset, is a piece, of the wealth transaction. When reality, when, when they was racing to America to build this country, right, slaves were a part of that wealth construct, 
right? So to acquire the lands of South America, North America, and, and to rob them or to take it from the indigenous folks that was that was already here, that was part of their wealth construct. So we know that land, real estate, mm-hmm. is part of wealth. So if you have land, then, then you can build your homes, your generational homes. You have something of value that maybe you can sell or and or rent farm to build so if money disappeared and you had land and you could technically plant a seed and farm right right. and then you would have a crop which means you would have a product that's right right you could then bring that product to market so you could either sell it for something else of value or something that is considered a coin a dollar right so no it doesn't always relate to money i think the important i you know so when we when we think about and i'm i'm not an economist i haven't studied this to that degree but when we think about what wealth is we do know that most people who started with generational wealth had what life insurance yep at a basis grandma grandma dad auntie uncle somebody passed away and they had a life insurance policy yep. of 100,000 2 million, whatever that dollar increment was. And so when they passed away, that money was then left to the child. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So we, we know that's part of it. They call it the shock of wealth. Okay. There you go. Yes. Right. So there is money. Hold on. First of all, let me repeat this. There is value in death. That's why coroners make so much money. Mm-hmm. There is, that's why we go to war because there's value in death, right? We can generate and build wealth. That's something we have to understand. It's something we have to educate ourselves with. We also have to learn how to manage our resources. Sometimes we get so stuck on money um, that we're not really looking at the big picture um, in in terms of the resources that we have that can can contribute to our wealth building. Yes, that's, that's correct. Like purchasing a home, right? Some of us purchase a home to live in it forever, and we look at it as something that we should have that is is supposed to, you know, you know, it's supposed to be there forever. Not instead of and looking at of it, looking at it as is an asset that you should live in that will appreciate, and then at some point in time, you need to get the hell out of it and sell it before it becomes a liability. Right. Um. And and it's okay to live in multiple homes. Yep. You know, but buying real estate is important. Yes. Right. So whether it's commercial or residential, we know that playing the stock market. That is a way to generate wealth. That's a way to take your dollars, your resources, and to build them, right? right? You don't have to be a genius to invest in other great things that are doing great things. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You know, starting a business, right? Most of us have been told, to, let's go to college and let's let's spend all this fucking money in college and, and let's go work for somebody. Let's go realize someone else's dream. Let's give them all our sweat and our equity and our tears and our blood and our sweat. Yep. Right. Because we paid above a slave wage, Mm. you know, so that we can have this idea of freedom. Right. Most of us are free. Very few of us are independent. That's right. Right. So you go out here and you get this job and work for somebody. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it, but you can't give that job to someone else. That's correct. Right. So you got to start a business, a business that you can grow. And in businesses, I want you to understand this, too. When I say this, businesses are not supposed to last forever, just like your house. Sometimes you got to get out of the business while it's an asset before it becomes a liability. That's correct. Yep. Right. We got to learn how to pivot in the things that we do in this life, because things one thing we know about life is that it's constantly going to change. Mm-hmm. Right. So starting a business 
learning how to run a business, learning how to, you know, and, and I, I love the conversation with, so when we talk, a lot of times I get the opportunity to talk about solopreneurship, uh, which is basically a new term for the individual, the one person business, which means a lot to our economy because a lot of times they do business with other businesses. And so those dollars continue to, to move around. Yep. Um, but understanding how to make your business profitable, understanding how to bring people into your company um, when it's time to grow. That's important. That's important to building wealth. And that also is important in the education because you're now teaching someone else to do the same thing. That's correct. We know that starting a business is important. And it is, it is a, there's a layer of other things. But yes, and, and to answer your question too to that, wealth is a mindset. Yes. It, it is. Somebody said something to me this morning, said I'd start a business if I had good credit. And I looked at them and I said credit is a small percentage small. of what is required to start a business. So if you have not started that business because you got bad credit, I need you to remove that from your mind. Right. 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 Another conversation I had this morning was my man said, you know, you can teach as long as much as you want, but you can't teach somebody who ain't willing to learn. That's true. Being wealthy is about willing to learn something new. Being willing to see something bigger than yourself. That's right. And then part of part of a wealth mindset is being able to move in a direction that you may not have ever saw yourself moving in. Right. Being flexible, being flexible, facing fear. That's right. Standing out in the middle of a protest because you want wealth. You want access to resources. Right. You want the same independence that everyone else is afforded. That's right. Wealth. Yeah, it's a mindset. That's right. You know, it's a mindset to say, stop motherfuckers from shooting us in the street. Because that ain't a wealth mindset. By no means. Might be by the motherfucker who shot us, excuse the language right now. Because they got a wealth mindset. They've been killing us for ages so that they can keep their wealth. They owe us a lot, whoever they are. One day we're going to take it back. Right now we asking to negotiate. We negotiate. We asking to, I want y'all to hear that. We asking to negotiate for some shit that belong to us. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, wealth is a mentality. It is. It is. So let's talk generational wealth. Let's build this shit. So, yeah, I think it, I definitely believe that it starts um, with that. Believing that it could be accomplished. Yes. You know, getting getting the povish, poverty words out of your vocabulary. Juice, okay, so let's let's go there. Can I get old? Can I go there? Yeah, go ahead. So I got I to gotta shout out Faye. Y'all, you know, people who were listening to this, y'all don't know Faye Allen. I, I've had the blessing to have met Faye yes. living here in Jeffersonville, who's just this an amazing woman. And words are powerful. That's right. And if you don't know that, you need to know your words and your thoughts have meaning beyond the meaning, beyond the stretches of what you think they mean. All right. And what I mean by that is Faye has these quirks. Faye Allen has these 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 things like so if you're if you're a young person and you're sitting next to her and there when you're in a meeting and you start clicking that pen, she gonna reach over and grab your hand and say, Don't do that. Yep. Now I'm gonna tell you something else she introduced me to. I one day sat in a meeting and I said, I need that. And she went in on me like she was my grandma and I had just just cussed up a storm in front of her. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. All I said was the word need. And she said, do you know what the word need means? And I said, nah, Faye, what's the word need mean? I need a thing, so I go get it. Need means that you can't get it yourself. 
Ooh. Need means that you need someone. You you have to have someone else do for you because wow. you can't do it yourself. Wow. That's what the word need means. I wow. said, that, right, bro. Wow. I was like, man, I don't need shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So when you're telling yourself That's that right. you need something, what are you really saying to yourself? You're saying that you need something. I need money, which means you're saying I can't get it myself. So I'm looking for someone to give me something I cannot accomplish or gain myself. I need it for free. I need it on a discount. I need you to give me the book. I need you to read it to me. I need I man, boy, I was like, okay, cool. The new word for the day is how do we acquire? I am required to do something or I must acquire this thing, right? Fuck the word need. I, I virtually almost try to take it out my vocabulary. That's right. Words are powerful. Let that breathe. Right? Wow. So, when, And I had never thought about people who are economically challenged, who are economically challenged in the words that are taught to them, words that are ingrained to them specifically. Right. Money don't grow on trees. But it does, because fucking money is a tree. Exactly. You can grow a tree. You can grow a peach tree, a lemon tree. I can't with this guy. Orange. <laughs> right? Yeah. What are those? What are those, my friend? They are commodities. Exactly. They are commodities, and they grow, and you, you matter of fact, you can invest in commodities on a stock exchange. Right. So money does grow on tree. We make paper that come from leaves and trees. They go through a processing. Money does grow on trees. Ver- money is a tree. It's made of. Yep. Money ain't nothing but energy. That's right. Ain't nothing but a thought. That's right. You put your thought around money and you'll have it. That's right. You know what we struggle with? Equality and justice. Racism. Systemic racism. Right. That shit don't grow on a tree. Actually, they hunger's from trees. But I digress. Because we're talking about generational wealth. Let's go. Stuff that, that folks have tried to keep us from. Damon, your thoughts? Let's go. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. <laughs> generational wealth. Uh, My grandma came to this country because she wanted to achieve what America could give us or what she could give herself. She learned that racism here is unlike any other racism anywhere else. But racism is everywhere because it was the race to develop using Africans for free labor to build an economy, to build someone else's wealth. I'm sorry. Yo, y'all jump in here. Y'all tell me to shut up, man. You want, let's talk generational wealth. Let's go. I want to build. Gentlemen, gentlemen. I want my kids to have for tomorrow. Don't you, don't you want your kids to have for tomorrow? Don't you want, I I want, I want DeMond does the six questions to be the equivalent to Ted Turner owning all the damn television and radio stations across the country. It's a mindset. And, and in many ways, um, people, we as black people have been conditioned to not think that we can obtain the various areas which wealth falls into. So we don't even try. I got in conversation with my brother and we were talking about the term ghetto fabulous uh, earlier today. And as a teenager in Akron, Ohio, you know, when people use the term ghetto fabulous, what I saw was that People living on the system, paying $15 for rent, and then buying Jordans, TVs, stereo systems to, to look like they had something, as opposed to, to being good, we're just going to look the part. 
for a sense of status. And this was them being ghetto fabulous because they got, they got the opportunity to feel good about themselves or better about themselves because, you know, they could put Jordans on a three-year-old. That's not something just black people do. You're right. It isn't. But I'm right now I'm talking about what I saw. Gotcha. And it was predominantly black people. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on the same page. I didn't grow up rich or with money or even with a, with a money mindset. We grew up poor. I lived on welfare, was on the system, Reaganomics, the government cheese, the whole nine yards. Even was homeless as, as a child, you know, sleeping in the car. But that, that mindset of this is the best you'll ever have, this is the best it'll be, you'll have to either go to college and just get a good job. And I went to college and technically I have a good job. There it is. But I wouldn't say I have wealth. Por que no? Why not? Because I'm just now understanding the mindset that it takes to even achieve wealth, to even pursue it. So I'm curious, what is what do you think the mindset to achieve wealth is? Well, just just in sitting amongst the three of you all and everything you said tonight, the business, not understanding need. That's the first time I've heard anybody explain need that way. And it it resonates with me because I realize I'm I, I grew up thinking that I could work hard at helping someone else achieve their dream and then somehow that would enable me to achieve mine that by spending 20 years working towards a pension that I could somehow take what I was getting from them to build mine not realize not even realizing that I'm giving the best of myself to someone else and never giving the best of myself to me and the very dreams and the very things that I have in my own desire to do teach teach Thinking that, believing in this in mindset that I've heard in school growing up, if you just go to school, you can become this. If you just go to school, you can become that. You can become a doctor. You can become a lawyer. You can become blah, 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 blah. And investing all of my energy. And now at 49 years old, body hurt, broken, because I've been giving myself away to somebody else's vision and dream and aspiration. Now I'm looking to create for myself the very thing that I've longed for all along. Which is? To have wealth. There it is. To be wealthy. But you you know what has to happen for you to get to that point? What? You gotta live. You gotta live. You gotta you actually have to walk through life. Yep. Achieve some shit, learn some shit, and be like, oh, by the way, now I know what I want. Yep. And sometimes sometimes what we want is simple as putting a term to it. Right. We don't if we don't know what wealth is, if we don't know what wealth looks like, I can't use the word wealth and say that's what I want to achieve. Right. Ghetto fabulous. And and sometimes also it is what you said, but it's also admitting that you want it. True story. Real and smart. not being ashamed of it. And not being ashamed not of it. Not being ashamed of saying I want to be out of the place that I'm in. Right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody else might want to stay in the place that they're in. That's right. But we talk about this. We talk about sometimes if you want people around you to move, you have to be the one to move. And if you begin to show them something different, then just maybe they'll come with you. Just maybe. Just maybe they might pick up the same book. Just maybe they'll ask the same questions. That's right. But even if they don't, you still have to You got to do you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to do you. So wealth is a mentality. Yes. But wealth is a mentality that you have to, that has to be developed. Absolutely. Right? Some people are born with with a certain developmental skill. Yep. 
right? Some people acquire early because they are sponges because of the conversations and the influence that they have early. Your influence may have not come early. It may have just come. So now what you do today different than you did yesterday is based on the knowledge that you just gained. Real talk. That's wealth. Right. So so it's, it's a really good point. I had a, a college teammate um, once, and, and listen, I'm not in any way, no disrespect, I'm not firing any shots to any parents out there, not my own, not any of them. But I had a college teammate once that said to me, so we was talking, um, and he said to me, I was telling him, well, you know, I come from a household, you know, my mom, when adults come over, you know, you go to the back, you let adults have adult conversations and things of that nature. And I said, you know, at that point, you know, it's uh, be seen but not heard. I come from that. And he was, like, completely dumbfounded. Like, he, he was like, no. He said, that's not where I come from. You know, we have conversations at the dinner table. We, when my dad's friends or my mom's friends would come over, we would all talk. And I just noticed, you know, on our football team, his mindset was totally different than the rest of us. He was like truly a one percenter. And then I look at some of the things that he's accomplished in his life and and what he's done and things like that. He was truly a, a one percenter. And again, his mindset was totally different at 18 years old than all of us and his teammates. Like we was like, like I remember he used to hang around, like he would every, like he would hang around us and we would, you know, shoot the jive or whatever. But every so often he would have a group of 30 year olds that are a couple of 30 year olds. He would have conversations with, and you know, a 30 year old to an 18 year old, 19 year old, we like, what's he over with the old dude for? Like, what's he hang with them? It wasn't until I was 33 years old that I realized what was happening there. What was happening? So, and and we talked about this, but so what was happening is, yeah, he hung out with his teammates and, you know, things of that nature, and it was fun. We, we had great times, like truly great times. The older gentleman that he was spending time with and having deeper conversations with was feeding him something that he was used to getting back home that we couldn't provide for him, which was that com- that intellectual conversation, uh, that conversation that would feed the mindset that he's grew up with. Absolutely. So when you tell your kid to go in another room, grown people talking, I want you to know what you're doing. Yeah. You're killing them early. You're squashing their ability to build capacity. Right. You're squashing their ability to be able to be intellectual. Right. Right. To be able to process. See, sometimes we look at our kids and we think that they're not going through the thing that we're going through. Right. We look at them and say they don't see it the way we see it. Well, you're right. They don't see it the way we see it. They see it a different way. But when you don't let them come into the conversation. Right. 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 And be able to articulate their views, their feelings, their emotions. Not only do you stale yourself, but you stale them early. That's right. That's right. The greatest thing I was ever taught is make sure that my friends was older than me. Why? What is the reason for that? Well, the reason is if I hang out with people who are older than me, then I get to live through their experiences. That's right. Which, which in many cases removes the burden of doubt when I'm about to do something that I've never done. A couple of weeks ago when we was at Damon's, you know, having dinner. Yeah. And, you know, we got into a different conversation and y'all remember the conversation. Most deaf. And, yeah. And, and 
I said something to Tia, and then I was like, well, let me not say it like that, uh, because Suge's right there. And Tia was like, oh, no, she's fine. Oh, oh, Suge. Look, let me tell you this. I've been taking Maria to board meetings. So Maria, since she was born, has been coming to the office with me. So Say that again? Hold on. Maria, since the day she was born, yes. has been coming to the office yes. with me. Yes, yes, absolutely. So when she before she could speak and she was only crawling, she was sitting in a playpen next to my desk. Right. Right? So she would crawl through the office. She would tear stuff off the shelves. I was blessed to have a great boss named Agnes Stewart. May she rest in peace. Rest in who peace. said, you know what? If you can't find a babysitter, who better to bring her to work is her daddy. Wow. And we got kids. We old. So, right. you know. You go do what you need to do. We we'll take care of her while you out. That's right. Right. So we were blessed to do that. So she had a, she had the experience of daddy going to work firsthand. Right. right. So later in life, I'm on, I'm sitting on different community boards and, and and activist boards and business boards, and I don't always have a babysitter. And you know what, Miguel does not believe in giving his resources to other people to do what he can do for himself. So what did I not do? I did not pay for a babysitter so that I could go to a volunteer board meeting. My daughter came with me. Right. And I used to teach her. I said, look, here's the thing. This is the room where you're the fly on the wall. You learn, you listen, we can talk about it when we leave. And then she would break down the board meeting. This person said this, daddy, what did they mean? This person said that. Daddy, what did they mean? Right, right. Or then I'd be like, what board meetings do you like to go to? And she'd be like, I love going to this one because they'd be yelling at each other. Right? <laughs> but she's right. absorbing that. She's getting that early. Yes. And if you don't expose your children That's right. to the things that you are involved in and the things that move and govern this life, yeah. you set them back. The word poor is a trick. It is a trick. The word poor is a trick. So that people can say, I'm poor. So when you tell yourself you're poor, you're telling yourself you're incapable, you're unable, you're inferior. Because that's what the word poor means. Lack of good, lack of value. Slaves were poor because their slave masters needed them to know that they had no value so they would not run. But they're the wealthiest thing on the damn farm. That's why they could make money off of them. That's why America was built. Yeah, yeah. Generational wealth. Hasn't changed either. Not at all. That's why they can gun us down in the middle of the street. Hasn't changed. Yep. That and walk away. Exists. So that, that, that's exactly why I say it's, wealth is not just what you leave for your kids or the generations after you. It's also what you leave in them. Absolutely. We, we, we got to feed, feed. I love Puffy did that joint when he was doing his reality TV show. Them homies was like, eat, 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 feed. Man, you, we got to feed each other. That's right. We got to feed each other so we can eat today. Here's, here's the other thing, though. Anna Murray, I love you out there. You know, and my man, Marie Sweeney, love you out there. Because what I'm about to say is it, it, we have to learn how to plant. That's we have right. to learn how to garden. That's we right. have to learn how to farm. That's right. This, this life is about planting seeds, nurturing that seed, so that it becomes a flower. That's right. So it can bear fruit. Yeah. That's also biblical for my biblical people. That's that's one hundred percent right. Yeah. And once we bear fruit, guess what we can do? We can eat. We can feed our neighbor. We can barter. Do you realize that in in this life we barter our time for something that does not truly have any value, such as paper. The most valuable two things we have is people. My opinion, I ain't no scholar. Um, I'm just saying it. 
is our time, time and our minds. And our minds. And we correct. give that shit away for free almost every day. Let that this whole This whole podcast conversation, if y'all don't give us a dollar, is free knowledge. You know, you can do what you want with it. You can agree or disagree. I don't really care. I got to where I got here because I think this way. Yep. And a whole lot of other people do too. So I'm just saying, if y'all want to send us some money, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will accept. <laughs> you know what I mean? But real yo, talk. like real talk, like we, 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 we as a people, black, white, green, yellow, we as a people, people who are economically challenged, who see themselves as poor, who see themselves as unable to achieve a certain thing because of lack of resources, we have to stop telling ourselves that. That's right. That's we right. have to look at the resources and I have a strong faith and I believe God gives us everything that is required for us to do what we want and be great and be great at it. 100%. You notice how I removed that word need. Yep. Everything that is required for us to do the thing that we want to do, we already have in front of us. That's right. We just simply have to do it. That's right. That's wealth. That's a wealth mindset. They want to tell you, oh, you got bad credit. You can't do that. That's bullshit. This world got bad credit. Trump mm. got the worst bad credit. That man filed more bankruptcies than we know. Than most, than most people that we identify as poor. Right. <laughs> right. And then not only that, not only that, you know, you was talking about you plant a seed and you cultivate it. And yes. It produces a flower and then yeah. it bears fruit. The problem with a lot of us is when we in that process, we get to paying attention to somebody else's garden. Oh, yeah. We can get distracted. Real talk. Yeah, I mean, you know. We get to paying attention Thomas to. Thomas Parker. Well, yeah. <laughs> you you got to relax. <laughs> uh, well, well why, does, why do they get blue flowers? I wanted blue flowers. Well, that's because you planted a red rose. You dig? Know what you plant. And so know what seed you put out there. You know, again, what is what is what is meant for you is for you. Real talk. If you over here looking in my garden and I got blue flowers and you want a blue flower. Cause I cause I got red flowers. Cause you got red. Walk over to my garden and say, Hey, I trade you some of my red for some of your blue. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, like you know I'm with mean? you. But people gotta do that. Sometimes we don't, right? right. Sometimes well, the, we the get mindset it. is to sit back and be jealous and be frustrated and be aggravated and be mad because you got blue flowers. Because that's what they taught people. That's what they teach, right? Yep. yep. Right? That's why we can hold on to this word called poor. That's yep. why we can run around talking what we need. Yep. Right? Wow. Right? That's gonna stick with me the rest of the You know, we we've been taught that only yeah, in the black community we have been taught that only the few can have more. The right a, hand of the master made sure that only the few could have more. Only the few, right? White people even tell white people that shit. Wealthy people tell poor white folk. We're going to get rid of that word poor. Economically challenged white folk, that same shit. Yep. You know what black people and white folk have in common? This whole thing called poverty. Real talk. Economics, equality, justice, generational wealth. During slavery... Right, the white man was out there beating us. He went. He didn't own us. He was working for the slave master. The only difference between him and us is he got paid. No, not true story. The only difference between him and us is that he had he wasn't black, and that's another story they told. Yep. We got to understand our history. Yep. We talk about generational wealth. How do black people get there? Right. We got we got to build it. You know. But first of all, we also have to understand that we this is not something we haven't done before. Right. There have been many wealthy black people, wealthy businesses that have been developed by African-Americans, women and men in this country. 
All right. We have to tell that story to our children. We need to tell. So we we should be required. We have to be able to tell that very story to ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this question. So if you have someone that is of the same mindset, right? Have the same vision. Let's go. Which is generational wealth. We want to achieve that. Yes, let's go. Right? But they don't necessarily think the same way as you. We ain't got to think the same. Okay, that's what I'm getting We do at. not have to think the same way. Nope. We might have to be on the same bus sometimes. But how you think and I think don't matter. I mean, here's the thing. You know, this is what I love about math, right? The, 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 there's one equation for one answer. Oh, shit. Security. I done drank too much. Now I'm just playing. Let's stop that. Security. <laughs> I done dropped the glass. I dropped the best glass on the floor. We got one. <laughs> one out so, of 12. Here's the thing. We don't have to. We, we, I don't think it's a necessity that we, we think alike. I think we have to have some common ideologies. Right. I think we have to be studied. I think that we have to be able to hold a conversation and challenge one another. Right. I think we. I, I think without I'm, having feelings. Well, you don't have your feelings. Like, but, let, but let's get back to the. T- we got to be able to breathe. Let that breathe. Right. We got to be able to breathe. Right. We got to get a man's foot off our neck. Yes. Literally. Yes. We got to get the gun, the man's gun, out of our out of out of, out of our heads. We got to get his policy right. This man Lucas up here in, in, in with Scottsburg, Sellersburg, whatever the hell he is, state rep, ranting racist things on Facebook. We got to remove him from being able to make policies. But back to your statement, do we have to have the same mindset? No, you have the same mindset, right? Right. You have the same vision. Yes. Tell but me. you don't think the exact same nah, way. Nah, not at all, man. We could tie our shoes two different ways and they still tied. Okay. Do you want somebody? Do you want somebody who thinks like you, though? No, I was just asking a question. No, I, no, I'm not, question. No, no, I'm not saying that that's what I want. I was just, you know, because he was talking about this topic, so I wanted to unpack it just a little bit as, more. As, as the wife says, we have to have the same values. Okay. I agree with that. Right. You know, we have to have the same work ethic. Yes. We have to have the same integrity. Yes. We have to have like character. Yes. Right. We have to be willing to learn. Yes. Right. Because the greatest leaders will follow. Yes. Right. We, so sometimes when we're leading, we need to know when to step back so that we follow. Right. Right. And sometimes when we're following, we need to know we need to step forward and lead. But, yes. yeah, we got to have the same values. Now, nah, we don't have to think the same. Okay. I think the greatest thing about people who think different, that's innovation. Yes. Right. If you think toilet and I think sink and toilet and sink don't exist, they almost the same thing. You like I'm going to wash my hands in the toilet. And I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna pee in a sink, and then one day we realize that the sink is at four feet high. It's too high for me to stand up and pee, and this toilet is too too low for me to wash my hands in. And we come together, and now all of a sudden we got a bathroom, a sink, and a toilet. And the sink is where we wash our hands, and the toilet is where we pee. That's innovation. You don't think about it like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. right. I rub my hands together on the carpet, and I shock you. That's electricity. Yes. Your mama told you to stop it because you're shocking people and that ain't going to help nobody. Lights on. Camera action. Help somebody. Real talk. That's innovation. Nah, think different than me. Challenge me. Right. Challenge challenge, challenge you. Damon, did you want to say something? Let's go. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Trying to call me out. 
No, I'm just I asking. Had nothing to say. You sure? Demond, what do you want, man? You said necessarily wealth earlier in that question. What do you want? What What do you hope to achieve? I would like to have enough money. <laughs> uh, well, that that's not that's not the case. That's not the case. Uh, I was gonna say something silly like I want to be able to walk in any room I want, walk in any room, and not have to introduce myself. That's that that that's dope. That's, that's dope, bro. That is, Do that. You got enough money that when you walk in a room, the people already know who you are. Yep. We had a conversation about that. I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's why we keep having these conversations. Yeah. Exactly. Because exactly. you know what? We have to have the same conversation over and over again be, uh, until it becomes our way of life. And even then, we still have to have the conversation because there's someone behind us who haven't heard it. Right. 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 I want an, I want fuck you money. Woo. That is enough money to tell anybody and everybody in any organization to go fuck themselves without suffering the repercussions. That's what I want out of life. Big fan of that. Absolutely. And we can achieve that. Now, that doesn't mean that you act that way. Right. My my homie called me today. Well. No, he didn't call me me today. (laughs) He didn't call me today. He called me a couple days ago, and we was was talking about a lot of the stuff that's happening in this life. We've got the protests happening because of what's happening, right? And a lot of this has to do with wealth and power and specifically the, the loss of life by police officers. And so I reached out to do some things to help soften some stuff, right? So it, we were talking about being big fish and small ponds. Yes. And he said, man, I'm glad you're not a shark. And I said, I said, maybe, maybe, maybe I would be in a different place if I was. Right. And he said, Miguel, I want you to know something. The shark's only value is to devour. Yep. They bring nothing to the table but to eat. Destroy. He said the big fish builds. The big fish helps the little fish. Wow. And sometimes the big fish fights the shark. I said, damn, I ain't really thought about it like that. Fuck that. I'm the big fish. Let's go. See, that's mindset. <laughs> See, that's mindset right, right. there. That's it, mindset. It is. It's mindset. But here's the thing. It takes, it takes other people. To share that with you and to give you a new Absolutely. insight and a new thought. Because you out here watching Shark Tank. Right. You want to be a shark. Right. Matter of fact, everybody wants you to go on Shark Tank right. so you can get eaten right. by the sharks. Right. I heard I heard a young lady once say, you know, all of her life and most of our life, too, we've mm-hmm. all been taught that it's lonely at the top. And she said, well, my thought process was, well, it doesn't have to be if you take some people with you. Bing! I'm going to shout out my friend Denise. Let's go. Uh, Denise Burkhardt. She says, a team's strength lies in its ability to bring diversity of thought together. To see one problem in a full spectrum of ways, you can't see the blind spot others can't. The blind spots others cannot. Let's go. Unpack so, that for us. Yeah. <laughs> break, now, it, break it down, gone. brother. Break it down. No, I mean, when you were talking about diversity of thought, you know, we can come together and our ideas begin to bounce off one another. And where one of us may have a blind spot, the other may not. That's true. It enables each one of us bring with us a different vantage point. True story. And, you know, like you said, sometimes the leader has to lead. Sometimes the leader has to follow. And somebody, sometimes the follower has to step up and lead. We all have a role in this thing. And sometimes, you know, we do need to bring somebody else with us. Yes, no, 100%. Not sometimes. All, all the, the time. time. All the time. We ha- we need to bring somebody else. We need to bring somebody with us. We can't build by ourselves. Right. It takes pairs. It takes groups of people to build. It takes groups of people to make it sustainable. Right. It takes group of people to repair it. Yep. 
Right. No one does it by themselves. Right. True. I, I even heard Jay-Z say once, he said, uh, if I'm the only guy in my crew that's rich, then I've lost. Bing. There it is. When you walk in the room, Damon, they ask you, hey, you hired? <laughs> <laughs> that's a dope one, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, you hired? Yeah, call my assistant. We'll get you together. I'll help you out. Better yet, why don't you come do this entrepreneur camp and I'll show you how to build your own. Exactly. Right. Uh, exactly. I got a ladder. I got some brick and mortar. Exactly. I think let's, I, let's go build. And I also think that one aspect of wealth is is influence. Yes. That, that influence has a currency to it. Yes, it does. As well as your integrity and your character. There's currency there. True story. And you have to be very careful and wise where you spend it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. That's like any good resource. The well will run dry if you use it too much and wrong. Yep. If you piss in your well, you can't drink the water. Using your powers for evil Ooh, instead of good. There it is. That's real. Yeah. Real it will come back and get you. Yep. And, and you got to be prepared for that. You got to know that, hey, if I keep planting this seed of evil, it's going to come back and grow. And let me flip this influence thing on y'all. Because we had a brief conversation before we jumped in today. Because yes. I was doing a thing. I said I could do a thing. And y'all was like, nah, just because you have the ability to do a thing. I ain't there yet. We all have influence. Yes. We all have influence. Power is in you. Right, right. You are only powerless when you choose to give it away. Let that breathe. And that is influence. Let that breathe, man. So when someone is out there hurting or someone someone is in a position where they require something different for them to move forward, the guy or the gal standing next to them, I guarantee has some ability and some influence to change that. Right. Sometimes that is simply a conversation. Right. A kind word. An excuse me. Let me think this through. Right. A question. Right. Right. We all got influence in this life. The struggle that we are having right now globally, right? Or specifically, you know, in your town or your city, if you're listening to this because of whatever, you know, protesters, looters, riots, you know, the, the lack of wealth distribution, the ongoing poverty war on poverty or <laughs> the impoverished, if we're going to say that, or those who are economically challenged, you know, we all can change that. Yeah. If people in our community are being gunned down by our police, that can change. That can change because we are governed by laws. Those laws are made up by us. Right. Right. So if, if we value things over life, then policy never changes. That's right. That's correct. Because we Real as talk. a people have, will choose every time. So if for my white friends out there in the world, if we allow elected officials to continue to value things over the one thing that they don't own anymore, and that's black people. Wow. I want you to chew on that shit for a minute. Because wow. there's some white people in this world that are mad that they can't own us no more. Real talk. We ain't going to go too deep because I said I wasn't going to do that. No, do but that's thing. generational wealth. Yeah. That's a control. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But black people have been a commodity in this country. We still a commodity. Since it started. Haven't you, you paid attention to sports? We're still a commodity. We're still a commodity. Exactly. We, but, are, we, we are a commodity. Yeah, but we can change that. 
that can change. It can. And we can change it through policy. Right. We can realize equality and we can realize justice. We can realize economic equality through the change of policies in this country. But we have to choose to do that. We can make sure that the wealth distribution is equal, right? We can realize real opportunity. That's the thing. Like, they'll say opportunities are available for everybody. But the reality of it is, is that what's available to my white partner is not available often to me. I'm going to say two stories as a business owner being in Southern Indiana. Okay. I remember yeah, after we're, you do this, I got a question right, let's from go. your wife. Let's go. So we was doing business, and I had a particular client who happens to be Caucasian. I was struggling with doing some business and growing the business a little while back. He pulled me aside and he said, Miguel, you know, if you hire somebody white to represent you and you take a step back, your business will do better. And I had to process that for a minute. Here's my client. With all respect him because he's dropping knowledge. He says to me, if you take a step back from the business you own, that you put your resources in, your right. blood, your tears, and put a white person in front of you, your business will thrive better here in Southern Indiana. Now, I didn't do that, and I've struggled ever since, right? But that's the mentality. That shit has to go. We have to work as a people to that's change right. that. That's right. Yep. That's right. Right? Because when we live in a culture that thinks that way economically, that's the United States as a whole because they see us, they see us as a tool. Never should we be the master. We ain't trying to keep nobody slaves, and I think that's the difference too. But I'm, what's right. your question, bro? So, Let's go. So uh, Tia asked, "How do you all do? You all feel about being commodities?" Ooh, I'm gonna let y'all play with that. Go ahead, jump in there. <laughs> I'm gonna let Damon have it. Go ahead, Damon. It's, it's your world. How do I feel about being a commodity. I was curious once about how powerful the black dollar is. So I, I looked it up because I, I was wondering, you know, if we, so much is marketed towards us, so much is marketed towards our, our culture. Our culture is used repetitively and we make millionaires billionaires. Unfortunately, we don't make black millionaires billionaires, but we do make them. And the black dollar, in the most recent time I looked it up was worth $3 trillion. Mm, mm, mm. As black people, we spend $3 trillion. I believe it is this week, marked the 99th year of the destruction of Black Wall Street. I most recently talked to a black business owner in Louisville, and she gave me a little history. She said when they desegregated the stores and the shops, all the black businesses on 4th Street in Louisville began to disappear because those black dollars, when black people could only shop in black stores, they shopped in black stores and black businesses thrived. But once they were able to go to the stores that once was denied to them, black businesses began to fade away because black people stopped supporting their business. What I feel about being a commodity, I don't necessarily care for it, but commodity or not, I don't have to have a commodity mindset. Mm. I want to be more than just a consumer. Teach, friend. Let's go. I guess I never considered myself a commodity simply because I wasn't in a particular space. But as this conversation has developed, I can see where I have been a commodity. As I've constantly made millions and millions of dollars of revenue for other people. That's right. I used to be a manager of a restaurant. And when I took over the shift that I worked, we were the worst shift in the company. 
three months after I took over the, over the shift, we were the best. And I managed just in my one shift alone, almost $3 million worth of business generated. But that was for somebody else. Right. I was their commodity. They came and recruited me because I was good at what I did. Right. And they saw, they saw the value in me. Right. What they saw in me became life because I made them money. So, so that's it right there. Uh, so, seeing the value in your, ourselves, right? Yes, but I never thought of myself as a commodity. We, we the most valuable thing in this country, bro. And, and in this conversation, as, we've, as this conversation has developed, you are absolutely right. The most valuable thing on the plantation were the slaves. Outright. And them fools weren't picking no cotton. <laughs> and even now, in our sports, yes, our NBA stars may get millions of dollars worth in the contracts, but they are making billions of dollars for the owners. Oh, yeah. Say that again. I said, right now in the NBA, our our athletes, our stars are getting millions of dollars in contracts, but yet they make billions of dollars for the owner. For the who? The owner. Exactly. That's right. So, although we don't call it slavery no more, the model has, hasn't changed much. You know, the, 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 the most valued raw talent material in a sports team is the player. Yeah, 100%. In itself means commodity. Right. We are as a people. Even those of us who we see or might be identified as the least player on the board. Those of those of us who might feel like we are poor. Right. Right. Comparatively speaking. Right. Our value commodity in this institution that we call America. We may not see it. I don't know. That's changing. But let's just say yesterday we may not have seen that. You know, first of all, I don't mind for me. Answer the question. I don't mind being a commodity. I love my raw talent. I love my ability to process and to think and to create and to build new things. What I struggle with often. Here's my challenge. That is in this society, in the community often that I live in, work in, dwell in, play in, they would rather try to extract that the talent for free than to pay its value. Earlier today, they were talking about, we want to patronize, we want to do business with black-owned businesses. Why can't we find them? Because yesterday, you didn't value the commodity that was in your house. Wow. Mm-hmm. You are still the same. Because you don't value the thing that would make you better. Wow. Let that breathe. Right. And that goes for both white and black people. Right. I'm Let done. This is Gelly Gel, and this is Common Conversations with the Odd Fellas. If you like the podcast, if you like what you're seeing on Facebook, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, share, and or like. And if you're really digging it and you want me to keep throwing money into the money jar, that tip jar, go ahead and hit the donate button. You know what? It costs to make this thing happen, and we didn't ask you to pay to listen. But I am now. Let's go.